Hey, welcome back to the Rock, Paper, Scissors Hour. I am your host, Cesar the Scissors Romano, uh, here with my uh, guest for the whole hour. We've had a great time talking to Jack Paper Napier. It's been a real pleasure to be here, it's, Cesar. It, it's been a great time. I, I really enjoyed our discussion of Quadruple Dynamite. That is that is a tricky changeup to throw out there, so I applaud the work you've been doing in that vic- the vicinity. Uh, before we go, I'd just like to close out with a little bit of fun. I was thinking we'd do a quick uh, best of nine, see how that went. And uh, yeah, you, you, you up for that, Jack? I, I'm ready. I feel like I got you this time. You, you, you prime? No, no, no real hand cramp problem? You were talking about that being an issue. You've been... Taking the, the what the iron supplements to it's tough it's tough when you you don't want to telegraph your move too early in the move but 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 also when you're when you're overcoming some cramps it's it's difficult to not start flexing that muscle halfway down the stroke and and what you want to do is open it right at the last second when yeah, it hits exactly. the palm right yeah, when exactly. it hits the palm you want to kapow you want to spring it out you don't want to wait too long or you could end up with a real spasm in there and that's that's oh the, yeah the bad and, situation. and everyone knows the 1989 championship situation you get into where when you hit with a fist and then you open up afterward it looks like you're hitting with rock and trying to switch to paper that's yeah, not it's a, yeah you know real heartbreak there you're that gonna was, get disqualified that, that, for that, that, was, that was a I mean, hard time for uh Tchaikovsky there that was a that was a tough that's loss one of the, a, that's one of the ones you got to side with the ref though it's it's tough to say that but the ref made the right call on that on the slow-mo absolutely replay. i'm a great player people will respect him for ages but uh yeah it was it was a bad place he, to op- be. he opened up that rock into a paper too late in the game yep. you can't make that play all right well let's go best of nine let's uh let's finish this off strong you ready to go let's Let's do it. On a one and a two and a three. Here we go. Ooh. I see where you're going with this. Oh. Oh, this is a, a, this is a corker. That I, was, I think I just won six yeah, in a you, row. <laughs> I swear to God. I, 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 think you, I think you did your own rock into a paper there. I think you're miscounting a little bit, but I'll tell you. Is you six didn't have more it than half a nine? I can't even it's, keep track it, anymore. You know, it, depends on, it depends on your arithmetic. But uh, I think that'll do us. Uh, congratulations. Uh, I'll call that a win and jack, and uh, appreciate you coming out. That's, that's the old reverse avalanche. Yep. You, Remember, know, folks, you know that gambit. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a slick move. It's hard to pull off, but when you, you study it up, you got it good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's us. For, for this week next up is the the, the crapshoot talking about uh, I don't know and as far as I know not much in the way of rocks or papers or scissors but uh, seems yeah, it's like a bit some of nice a disappointment fellas. there yeah well you know it's everybody teach their own I suppose uh, but thanks for listening and uh, keep on rocking and papering and scissoring we really got to get a better motto sometime maybe you can work on that Jack crapshoot 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 well, hello and welcome to the first episode ever of a new podcast called The Crapshoot. Uh, I'm Josh Millard, uh, your host. Uh, with me is Jesse Holden, also your host. We're both your host. We're, we're co-hosts. Co-hosts. That should be a... That should that could catch on. Co-host. Yeah, I think you've coined it's, a good term there. It, it, it rolls off the tongue. That's a keeper. Uh, this is a podcast that uh, we decided to do because I was sitting around with Jesse doing a different podcast that Jesse does called In the Cut, a nice little uh, movie podcast. You've done what twenty something episodes of altogether? Yeah, yes, yeah, so in the, somewhere in the neighborhood of twenty. And I was so inspired by uh, doing uh, that with you that I ended up doing another podcast, also about movies, with uh, an internet friend of ours, Yakov Grinberg. Uh, who, uh, well, internet a friend of mine. I don't know if you really know each other. I didn't want to, no, I, I didn't want to intimate there. That yeah, was, no. That was kind of forward He's a good guy. I'm, I'm on his side. Yeah, he's, you know. But we haven't met yeah. on but the internet. I think, I think your friends that you just, that you just haven't met yet. Right. You're strangers is what I'm saying. Right. Um, so I did, I, <laughs> this is going well. Uh, the podcast I do with him, we have such films to show you where, of course, for some reason we've watched every single Hellraiser movie. There were nine of them. Uh, and now we're moving on into other things. But I, I had such a good time with that, and I had such a good time uh, uh, with you the couple times I've uh, been a guest on your podcast that uh, I was thinking, hey, why don't we do another podcast that doesn't require us to watch a movie first every time? Instead, we'll just sit down and, and bullshit like uh, people who don't prepare for things. And uh, thus the crapshoot was born. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, here we are. Yeah, and and I think that part of the idea is that we're firing a lot more from the hip on this one than we are exactly. Yeah, you know, so yes. we can go a little more uh, uh, fast and loose. Play yeah, a little more fast and loose on this. Yes, fast loose poop shooting. Yes, we're very loose poops shot quickly. <laughs> is 
And thank you, everybody who hasn't stopped listening. All, all that one didn't of you. take long. To yeah, get that right was a, there. That went it. downhill quick. Why don't we introduce our guest? Uh, our guest on this inaugural podcast, aka our, our, our guinea pig, uh, is a Portlander and a friend of ours. I guess you aren't strangers with him. So. No, not at all. Uh, uh, Mark Saltvate. Is it Saltvate? I've never Salt Vite. Salt Vite. It's Salt Vite. A uh, Portland uh, comedian and palindromist, and as writer. a recently sports writer, yeah. and uh, oh, I generally pronounce it palindromist because it sounds a little sexier. Palindromist, that way. I kind of <laughs> like that. That's got a nice. It's uh, yeah. the cadence is very. Uh, what do you and do? Actually, oh, we, I'm a we looked it up on uh, in uh, Oxford's uh, the Oxford Dictionary, and in fact, it is palindromist. Excellent, excellent. Properly. Well, that's, uh, so. well, if it's in a dictionary, yeah, I actually it's... got into it with Will Shorts on this very point. <laughs> Briefly at the World Palindrome <laughs> Championship. And he had to admit, he actually called me out on it and then looked it up. It was like, oh. <laughs> so, that's the highlight of my life, pretty much, at that point. Is proving Will Shorts wrong in yeah, public. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, He's a very gracious man. He's, uh, <laughs> I would have thought he was a real son of a bitch. You know, I just, <laughs> yeah, really. You know, I, you know, I've met him a few times, and I have never seen him not smile. But when you think about it, you know, he does... Crossword puzzles and Sudoku for a living. What is not to love True. about that? He has the, the best, most visible wordplay gig in the world at New York Times. And he goes around doing tournaments and everybody loves him. And then he plays ping pong like a maniac. Yeah, on but, the side. but then every once in a while, that's you can't figure life. out what 27 down is. And that's got to really, you know. And then he you, laughs his deep, maniacal laugh. <laughs> oh, I was saying he couldn't, but that's, that's I kind of like oh, that. No, no. I was the editor. I was, so well, I was thinking If he can't get him, he just doesn't buy the. <laughs> Well, yeah. Don't don't you think someone <laughs> if, if someone if someone wanted to like it, 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 you're trying to take down Will Shorts and you want to be subtle about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, you don't you don't like you know have him shot or anything obvious right. like that. You have someone put together a really respectable crossword that he becomes a big fan of and he really he loves doing it every and you know Saturday morning. Him. And then and then yeah, you intentionally break it with with completely unreasonable clues and then you know just you slip them in you know, right. j- just one in a crossword and you make it semi-defensible once you figure it well, out Well, like you know there's a there's a wordplay thing that people do that's along those lines where they go i uh words that end with gry there's hungry angry what's the third one and I there see, and is no third one yeah, yeah. there is no third one there's some insanely obscure words that if you dig deep in the oxford english dictionary not even the shorter but the full oxford you can find it but it sounds like there should be a third one. Oh, sure you know intuitively oh, it feels like it but in fact there isn't orange uh, so that's orangery. how yeah or it's... It, not buggery no no there's an e in there um <laughs> They, it, but that would be the kind of thing you would get Will Shorts on, except that he knows all that stuff because he has read every book on words and wordplay ever. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I'm thinking. That's that's the thing. He's so he's got to be so confident that if you manage to slowly sneak in more and more of these just plain broken clues, he starts to explode. Yeah, he, he would... starts to he starts to question himself, and he, he eventually he's like, I've, I've, well, my life is a sham. I'm an imposter, and you know, and, and just you know. Good luck with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, there was a uh, 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 a beer company locally that you guys are probably too young to remember this Lucky Lager, which used to be in Vancouver, and they had rebuy on their bottle caps, which uh, it was a cheap beer, and then they had rebuses on the on the bottle caps. Oh yeah, I remember Lucky Lager. Bad rebuy. Yeah, they sure. were not. They were not logical rebuy. You had to be kind of buzzed to get them because <laughs> if you applied normal, like, you know, the B minus the, you know, B plus the fly minus the F or whatever, <laughs> it wouldn't work. And you, But if you were, uh, if it was inappropriate for you to drive, then you could sometimes stumble onto them. It's like a, a specific neurochemical filter you have to yeah, put it through to... Yeah, to really... I wonder who's the guy at the factory who... The Rebus guy over in the corner is like the <laughs> developmentally disabled brother of the owner, you know. But we found him a job, and it lucked onto the being the perfect thing for beer drinkers. What was that? Uh, there was some like '80s, '90s uh, game show that had a Rebus theme. Do you oh, really? This? No, I don't remember that. Oh shit! I, I, yeah. I, I uh, it was. It existed. There you go. <laughs> I can't remember anything well, you know, about it. Whole I definitely rubber watched stamp it. scene. Really? Uh, I used to review zines for Fact Sheet 5, and one of the ones I reviewed was uh, Rubber Stamp Maniac or something like that. That <laughs> turned me on to the whole Rebus thing, because the biggest thing with with uh, uh, Rebus is, is rubber stamp people, or vice versa, with rubber stamp people is doing rebuy, because what else are you going to do with all these rubber stamps you have? The only other creative thing they came up with was uh, what they called the post office intelligence test, where they would address a letter only with rubber stamps in a Rebus. <laughs> 
and then see how many of them got through. And so then they would publish every issue of the zine, which, you know, in classic zine faction came out once every three months to four years, um, and, and to have, you know, pictures of the actual uh, letters that got through. Uh, but they never said how many didn't. I mean, it could have been thousands and thousands, <laughs> you know, a five-figure postage budget for the ones that weren't delivered. But they did always have a few that were just like, you know, the picture of the bee, the classic, you know. Huh. So that ground to a halt. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, was try, I was trying to decide whether to try and say something supportive or something. something uh, you can go with mockery. Antagon- I'm a well, comedian, well, no, too. Well, so, no, no. Yeah. Specifically about rebuy. Because like, oh, yeah, it took yeah. me like till the second time. Like, well, it took until you then you started talking about rebuses. I was like, oh, multiple. Like a rebuy. Like you're yeah. at a poker game. Yeah, right? yeah. But you don't want to be done yet. The night's early. What else are you going to do on this cruise rebuy. ship? Rebuy. Yeah, right, I, I want right. to rebuy. You right. know, so no, uh, no talk- I don't have the money for that. He's talking about rebuy McIntyre. <laughs> You're very confused if, right now. If you like more than one reba. <laughs> <laughs> the clone army. Well, yeah. Since well, reba McIntyre is a country singer, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Red, red I was hoping lady. it would be a different one. And then I go, oh, but there's the country singer. But it's the same one. No, so, I'm talking, no I think right. we're on the... No, you and I are talking about the same thing. Right, right. Josh is way off base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reba, God, there aren't that many Rebas. (laughs) She had she had her own show. It was called Reba. Yeah, it's clever. Yeah, yeah. They really went to town. (laughs) 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 Well, I want to talk a little bit more uh, about the the palindrome thing. Sure, Uh, because this was something. This was something I learned about you after I'd like known you for a couple years. And uh, you were just like this guy who's a comedian town, and and you're a member of Metafilter, uh, yeah. as, as Jesse is, as as I am. I, I even work there, um, and so I, I just knew this guy. And then somehow the fact that you were in contention for and then winning the World Palindrome Championship, yeah, just sort of came out of nowhere. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. No, it it kind of came out of nowhere to me too, actually. Uh, 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 Will Shorts has been uh, a subscriber of my palindrome zine since it was created in the mid '90s, and uh, he loves competition. So I was talking with him about this guy. Uh, there was a guy who got all this media play from an article in the Believer uh, called Barry Duncan, who was calling himself the world's first master palindromist, hmm. which <laughs> kind of set me off a little. I, I, I don't mean to be, co- but you know, uh, of Vladimir Nabokov wrote palindromes? Okay, so you're a better writer than Vladimir Nabokov in any little subset of the English language? Right offhand, I'm not, you know, uh, 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 James Thurber wrote palindromes. I mean, there's a lot of uh, pretty good palindromists in the world. The guy who wrote A Man of Planet Canal Panama, uh, Peter Hilton, who's this great World War II uh, code breaker, wrote my favorite palindrome. Uh, You know, going back to 300 BCE in in uh, Hellenistic Alexandria, Egypt. But you're the first master. All right, buddy. You know, uh, so anyway. Mark, I have to cut in and find yeah. out what your favorite palindrome is. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, but I'll give you the backstory. Oh, yeah. Peter Hilton was an 18-year-old British wonderkind, uh, um, budding mathematician, but he was 18, right? So he had no, no particular education. It's a shame he wasn't 22. Uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, He's yeah. building up get, to will it. Will you explain that joke to me, please? <laughs> uh, it's just, he'd be a little building older up and to wiser. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Four years World older. War II rolls around, and uh, he gets a job uh, um, working in the code-breaking unit at Bletchley Park in, uh, you know, in Britain with Alan Turing and all those guys. Hmm. And uh, it turns out they have a palindrome contest in the middle of it because hc whitehead who's like the nephew of alfred north whitehead and who was in charge of that whole uh the section of the uh, bletchley park operation that they were in uh, uh also like palindromes and he wrote sex at noon taxes which is quite a you know classic in the field <laughs> and they started a little competition so peter hilton you know, while he was breaking the Nazis' top secret codes in the darkest days of World War II, took time out for a much more important project, which was to write an epic palindrome. And uh, it goes like this. Doc, note, I dissent. A fast never prevents a fatness. I diet on cod. (laughs) (laughs) 
Isn't that amazing? Cheers to you, Mr. Hilton. Not yes. only is that a great palindrome and use a you know a, a reversal that's never been used in all that, but it was excellent diet advice uh, produced in 1943, <laughs> long before anybody recognized the value of fish in a diet, and you know. Or anything like that. And that's holding up through the ages. You know, I think a really good palindrome taps into the central truths of the universe in a way that, like sex at noon taxes, uh, that, you know, lasts through the years. I, I, I kind of, I have to, I, I want to imagine now that the situation is he was actually just trying to get the dietary information out there. <laughs> and the, the palindrome is, an, is like an Upton Sinclair thing. Like, you know, the, the story with Sinclair, like the, the stout by, he wrote this book called the jungle mm-hmm. about, uh, yeah, uh, basically, uh, so essentially immigrants swept shot in the, meat in packing. The, yeah. Right. Uh, and, and, you know, he was basically trying to communicate the, the, the terribleness of the conditions of essentially, you know, second class immigrant workers being forced to work in these terrible, terrible situations. And the, the overriding reaction to the book was, Oh my God, the meatpacking industry is fucked. Let's regulate this thing yeah. so that we don't eat bad meat. Uh, and so his line was like, you know, I aimed for their hearts and, and hit their stomachs or something like oh, that. Oh, nice. So yeah. I'm thinking, I mean, they may hint the same thing. He was just trying to so really... So imagine he was just giving diet advice and somebody yeah, says, and hey, like, hey, did you, you know notice the thing? letters work backwards on that? And he's like, you don't say. It's like, that's very <laughs> that interesting, so Bob. But about weird. the fish, you need yeah, to eat the fish. Right, he's like, right. no, hinting, seriously. This I'm is- not talking <laughs> scrod. Get, get this straight. I like it. but that can doesn't you, work. Can you make it work with trout? We've got a much... Healthier trout backwards would be dorks, wouldn't it? <laughs> yes, <laughs> with an unusual spelling, but I think justified by the the novel nature. Of well, you know, disc with a K, disc with a C. I think you yeah, that's the dork close because I mean, it's close to the dork heart. I'm right marked there, with so. a K, by the way. For some reason, it really bugs me when people want to spell my name with a C. I was assume sure. K. Yeah, I, when people, that's my thing. Is like, have you ever met a mark with a oh, C? Oh yeah, no. A oh, really? Times. I don't know what's wrong with them, but yeah, it, they exist. Yeah, I, I expect them to have those '70s glasses that are kind of like streamlined, like teardrop shaped, you know, <laughs> tinted shades or something. Jesse, do you ever have an issue with Jesse with an I E popping in or? Oh, yeah, it, well, it's J E S S I E is a the how a girl would typically spell the name, right? And J E S S E is how a boy would. How do you feel about J E S S I with a heart punctuating the I? I like J E S S Y better than that. <laughs> it's that's a nice little eighties yeah. twist on it. Ah, yeah. I think. Can I get back to palindromes for a second? Because I don't know anything about palindromes. Please. Yeah. When you say that was a reversal that never been used before, is yeah. a reversal the hinge point in the, the center hinge, of the helicopter? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, obviously the whole thing is a reversal. But, right. Uh, but you're not talking about. But like usually, the you know, it's, it's like any anything. kind of uh, you know musical riff or uh, uh, turn of phrase or whatever. Uh, Palindromous aim for originality. So sure. you can write a million palindromes about God, dog, deliver, reviled, but it's been it's pretty played out sure. at this point, and and uh, nobody really wants to to hear wolf flow. Yeah. Right. Right, gotcha. Uh, you know, it, it's been done. Um, I, I, I love that people may not even know that there is a palindrome scene, let alone that <laughs> yeah, it's already exactly. played out before they even got to exactly. it. Exactly. Well, you know, like any field, you enter and you rediscover the obvious sure. uh, successes. Sure, you know, absolutely. are there so, any are there any palindromes that have the word hipster in them? <laughs> that seems like a, a, a yawning gap right there. That you needs know, to be it wouldn't down. be that hard to do because you could just do hipster frets and then pi, the name of the number. And something with an H. So, I mean, that's almost done Build right out there. Build there as necessary. Right. Yeah. Oh, hipster frets. Uh, hi. <laughs> you know, I mean, ho. Oh, 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 fripster. Oh, hipster frets. Ho. You'd have to put ho in quotes after a semicolon. You know, he's worried about some girl i don't know see that's the process right there that's exciting it's It's, dawning on me that you can just do this on the fly and i have no preparation i wish i had like a whole like locked and loaded 20 things (laughs) to just get palindromes out of you about well if you uh of course subscribe to the palindromist magazine like all smart and good people do uh you would have a lot of conversational gambits at this point now is that is that different from the palindromist magazine it's palindromist that's how it's pronounced so so the palindromist is a different publication no there is no palindromist (laughs) No, we we have none of that. Was there it's was too there, much like drones? 
I'm crippled by my inability to pronounce anything, and it's I think it's from a childhood spent with like no conversations with other human beings. Well, no, it comes from reading. kids who read. Yeah, yeah exactly. And That's, so, like, I have my own. Oh no, I was the same way. Pronunciation like it, stored away in my yeah. mind. In college, I made a a, a, a set of uh, humorous videos with some friends that were pretty well received. Except that in one of them, I made the mistake of pronouncing the word G A M U T, which I had never heard <laughs> before, and I of course pronounced it gamut. Yes. <laughs> and this was at Harvard, mind you. So it's not like it was going to escape people at the point. That, everyone thought that was the funniest part of the whole video. It's like, that wasn't really a joke. <laughs> My mom actually uh, had one of these that she went on for decades uh, uh, with the word M-I-S-L-E-D, mm. which she pronounced misled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which sounds really dirty, you know that guy. That guy misled me. Yes, bastard! I'll kill him. (laughs) But in that case, it was so far removed from what it sounded like that nobody knew what she was talking about. And uh, the worst is when you know it is a word, and when you know it is a written word, and you never there's no connection between the two, right? (laughs) My 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 big one there, and I've got a bunch, but the one I'll never forget is annihilated. Oh yeah, Uh, because I knew the word annihilated. I mean, annihilated. uh, Annihilated was a word that that, that was written down in books, and it meant something very similar to what annihilated meant. Right, but never, never did it. Well, I wasn't. I, I didn't really ever like get a proper education in like you know like roots. Uh, right as a kid right. like that wasn't no, really in the offing yeah in, you know public school where i went and and so you know like i i was never i never broke it down to oh nile I, right. I never i never said oh okay well these are oh, all built yeah. up from there you know i never made that connection till yeah. you mentioned it right now yeah, yeah. to annihilate is to make into right. you know a, a nothing nihilist or whatever oh, nihilist. Right. yeah i had never uh, made that connection yeah either. oh that's cool the two ends fooled me the second <laughs> yeah, end. yeah 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 it's it's tricky I, I like your pronunciation better, actually. I think we should change it. Yes, I, I think we should annihilate it. Yeah, annihilate <laughs> The hill I'll die on is biopic versus biopic. <laughs> yeah. Biopic Man. sounds so fucking stupid to me. I like biopic better too. Biopic yeah. is a million times better. I, I, okay. but that was another it's one where I thought it was coming from biopsy. Too, yeah. Right? It's connected. <laughs> I think I think I think this might be our first organically formed regular feature. Uh, what words <laughs> yeah, did you not pronounce right, wrong. and you should have stuck with it? I should be writing down the ones from my my uh, daughters because they're both huge readers, and and there's so many, you know. And at this point, I'm still kind of on autopilot correcting it just so they don't embarrass themselves in the future. But I'm because you denying them amusing stories. Yeah, of course they'll be popular and all, but you know it's a big price to pay for. Losing that great story of the word you always mispronounced. Exactly. Oh, so they get a boyfriend. Big whoop. I didn't need a love interest in high school. Why do they? I want to ask one more palindrome question, which is: yeah. was, was there was there a definitive moment in your life when suddenly palindromes became a thing you were passionate about? Or did oh you sort yeah, of... no, no, I have a great origin story. So, uh, you know, growing up in Portland, and my dad uh, got one of those uh, VW camp mobiles, you know, with a pop up top, and the, so we did a ton of camping trips. Not that he was cheap, but we never knew what a motel was till I was in college or whatever. So uh, we did these long trips, and he would drive relentlessly, like five hundred miles a day with three boys who are between like eight and 11 uh can you imagine how bored we were on those trips (laughs) (laughs) a little fighting maybe in the back of the car so but one of the great things about it was it had a table that folded out so you could actually draw and write we'd make these stupid little newspapers you know and the headline would be john is an idiot (laughs) whatever (laughs) No pictures. Ooh, well, the, the May 27th issue. Yeah, I got that one. The what? John is an idiot. That was the headline on that issue of that newspaper. He's a, he Sorry, was I was just making oh, a yeah, 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 He got the He's issue. Yeah, right. I actually, I've been dying. It's, like, it's like you bumped it. And he said it. And then you stared at it like, it. what the fuck is that? Is that a basketball? Is that a very close golf ball? I am so disappointed that my parents did not save these newspapers because they would be so funny right now. But anyway. I found some of my high school newspapers recently and scanned them, and that's a whole thing. Yes, please go on. So anyway, I'm wildly digressing. The point is, we got on a palindrome kick at one point. It's real common in like third fourth grade books because it's fun with language and gets kids interested and we we became obsessed on one of these long trips and, and tried our hardest to write them but they were just it just defeated us the best we came up with was radar kayak radar which is a pretty crappy palindrome I mean, kayaks don't have radar in the first place and then why does it repeat anyway 
Um, that's just, you know, you just take words and throw them together. So, well, you could have uh, been but, shouting at the character <laughs> from Mash. He's like stuck on the far side of a river. Radar, kayak, like, no, 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 no. You're trying to tell him how to get back. He's, oh, he's like, yeah, I don't yeah. know what's going on. And you're like, right. radar, kayak, radar. Right. Or we should have just done kayak, radar, kayak, which would have been equally. Yeah, that's very, that was too yeah, smart for us run, at the spot, time. Run. So we were nine, you know. Yeah, well, but excuses. in the midst of that, we came up with what we thought from a nine-year-old boy was the most brilliant palindrome, a dirty palindrome. <laughs> Which was eat poop tea. <laughs> and we were high fiving and celebrating, you know, on the moving car, shuttling down the highway. And then never, we looked more closely and it doesn't actually work because the EA doesn't reverse. It would be eat poop tay. And later I worked on a, a really bad Taekwondo kung thing film in Portland for a guy whose name was Tay Lee, T A E, but. It's too much of a stretch even for that. Eat poop tea is so good. Are we married to uh, the crapshoot? Is the name you know, of our <laughs> podcast? You can have that. This might be this might be our like episode title. Eat poop tea. It fits right into the. It does fit into the theme, doesn't it? It does. Uh, so uh, yeah. So and and we were kind of heartbroken at that point. We sort of gave it up. And then like twenty years later, uh, you know, uh, I, I was just had insomnia one night, which I don't get that often. I just like oh, palindromes are fun. Let's pick that up. And I opened a dictionary and started piecing it together. And I had developed the skill through complete accident in the meantime. And I wrote a, one of the longer palindromes I've ever written just that first night, just kind of more or less off the top of my head. Would you like to hear it? Please do. Yeah. I please, call please, it. Please do want to hear it. Yes. <laughs> I, uh, I uh, call it the brag of the vain lawyer. Okay. The brag of the vain lawyer. Resold in Saratoga, riveting in a wide whale suit. I use law, Ed. I, Wan, ignite virago, comma, tar a snide loser. That's pretty epic. That's, yeah, and that, that was your. That now was your I first... didn't. I didn't know the word virago. I got that from the dictionary. Oh, sure. You know, you do what you can. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you know, it works. It's a logical word. It basically means a bitch. Uh, and uh, wan shows up in a lot of my palindromes because it's just very useful. Okay. Not need, something I, I use in conversation all that often. I need often, to ask you to watch pale. your language. Yeah. Uh, I'm not comfortable with the use of words like wan. Wan, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, so. Well, it's not a networking thing. I know you're a computer guy, you know, and uh, it's a little outdated. <laughs> We're all on one wan these days, right? So, brought it down to IT humor. But, uh, <laughs> I, I have one more. You said that was your last palindrome question, but that doesn't oh, mean that I oh, don't ask. I, I can ask. go all night. Bring him on. <laughs> I like uh, radar kayak radar because it's like a meta palindrome because each word is a palindrome with. Yeah, but I think that's a lesser palindrome because anybody can do those. I mean, there, sure. there's only about. 15 words in English that work that way. Civic is one of them. You know, radar, poop, sis, mom, dad, race whatever. Car. Wow, race car. Bob, wow. Race car is about the best good one. That was actually, okay, this is a... Yeah, a wild, 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 Bob, 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 Wow, that yeah. line uh, is during a segment in Twin Peaks where they're talking uh, backwards. That's and right, that whole It only occurred to me, scene. like... In the last year that not only did they throw in a palindrome there, but they threw in a palindrome there when they're already saying shit backwards. Right. That was the one line the guy could probably just say forward. Right. They got tired of reversing stuff. So they had to double line later and they ran out of reversal budget. So they just, uh, yeah. So question you would have such a limited palette with those. Uh, there are people who claim that's a quote unquote perfect palindrome. And to me, it's just an uninteresting palindrome. I mean, it's the same thing with numbers. Like you're talking earlier. Oh, let's do number palindromes. Wahoo. 121, 353. You know, I could go all night. Gee, this is fun. No, the, the, the difficulty is what makes it interesting. It's the scarcity is, is the interesting part i feel like the joy with a number palindrome is not coming up with them because obviously meh but yeah but the, coming across them like right. you noted that i got the palindrome I, I across the, the street door, i look right across the street yeah, the, the it's street 606 number. well that's uh, you know that's a sign from god yeah you know, yeah, yeah so right. you know it's like that's you know so it's like is the joy right. of like or you look down at your mileage or the comment number on a, right. a comment you made on the internet you yeah know, these things are very exciting not because yeah. you made them but because the happenstance like date you know. palindromes uh, uh two-thirds of the time palindromes ever get any attention in the media it's because a date comes up <laughs> oh, yeah. that happens to be palindromic and to me well it's a lot like the numbers rolling over on your odometer like you say yeah it's kind of interesting it's worth it's a little smell the roses thing notice a funny pattern but uh 
I don't know. My theory is that the human brain has a tendency to form patterns, whether they exist or not, which explains conspiracy theories. But it's pretty useful. I don't, you know, dolphins have not figured out the periodic table either. Have they? No. So, I, you know, I think it, as long as you recognize that a certain amount of BS associations are going to be made, astrology, <laughs> and, uh, you know, that uh, it's it's been a useful evolutionary thing, as long as we all call BS on each other. Uh, to keep keep that tendency to a minimum, but that that's what I see a lot of that stuff. But yeah. hey, my, I, I got this amazing burst of publicity in two thousand two because there was a date. It wasn't even a palindrome in America; it was a palindrome in Europe. But somehow the Associated Press picked it up, uh, which was uh, uh, February twentieth, uh, two thousand two, and in Britain it was o two twenty no two o two two o two. But not in America, right? Because we don't write right. numbers that way. But anyway, I was interviewed live on CNN by Anderson Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> it was just insane. And I put together this palindromic um, uh, calendar book that was actually commissioned by a guy in Chicago who did. Oh, this is great. So <clears throat> this guy calls me up from Chicago. And he goes, uh, I, I need someone to do a, a palindromic calendar book with as many palindromes as you can get to fit the days of the year and maybe some event. I'm like, sure. And I'm like, I think there's only like three people on earth who can do this. And I'm one of them. And John Agee was busy. So uh, he's a buddy of mine in San Francisco who has actually made money off palindromes. He's a really gifted cartoonist. Third place at the World Palindrome. Suck it, Agee. Suck it. <laughs> anyway, we're, we're actually collaborating on a book of Spanish palindromes now. He's an amazingly gifted uh, our artist, he went to Cooper Union and all that kind of stuff. But Mark um, keeps repeatedly moving his hand around as to indicate use of a pen. That's right. Visualize <laughs> yeah, well, that's that drawing. A, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. it was actually uh, charcoal. But, yeah, he yeah. was drawing. Were you paying attention or what? What is wrong with you? There was a pen to draw. It's charcoal. Come on. Anyway, Son of a... <laughs> so the guy <laughs> calls me up. Keep up, Josh. <laughs> I write the calendar book. I deliver it like in June. And, uh, you know, great, you know, you know, mid-year, the previous year, we're all good. Nothing happens. July, August, September. Shouldn't this be out in stores by now? You know, October, (laughs) November. Like, dude, what the hell? It's a calendar book. You understand people are going to buy it during the year that it's about, right? He's like, I'm lame. I don't know. So, you know, we get to early December and I'm like, Look, buddy, shit or get off the pot, right? I mean, are you going to do it or I'll just buy it back from you. Send me the camera ready copy and I'll send you a hundred bucks. And he did that. And so I, you know, I had to self-publish at that point. I'm like finding a print shop out in uh, uh, Hillsborough and trying mm. to figure all this stuff out. And I get it out. And it's just like this little, you know, half-ass thing. I have no distribution. I have a P.O. box number. Uh, so, and then, uh, then the guy died. It turned out he had undiagnosed stage four cancer, so which kind of explained his lameness. Yeah, it's like bitch. get off your bed, asshole. No, I mean he didn't know he had cancer either. It was completely undiagnosed. I mean, like they found it like a week before he died. Oh, jeez. So and that was like February of two thousand two. So it was kind of hard to hold it against him at that point. But then I hit this publicity jackpot. I was. On CNN Live, giving out a P.O. box for <laughs> people to buy my books. Guess how many I sold? <laughs> Not that many. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. Well, I think we are going to uh, take a quick break here and play who knows what yet since we're still figuring this shit out, but probably yeah. some sort of music or other sound event. And then uh, we'll be right back and we'll talk about, oh, I don't know, sports writing and Chip Kelly and stuff like that. Sounds that great. Mark knows about and we don't, so it'll be very educational. <laughs> this is where you got to put in the sound effect uh, for the crap shoot, which is like, there we go. Yeah. Now we have one. You can use that. That's right. free. Yeah. <laughs> That's very oh, big. Man, this is a gold mine. <laughs> Rustling cows from SETI Alpha 2 Or fighting slugs from outer space Or punching Doogie in the face A desperate guy to call a G Or trying to solve a mystery Who could you hire? Who else but he? Or him? The pronoun isn't important, it's Nathan Fillion He's a great big slice of God, a man 
from whatever that was and uh <laughs> uh we're uh still if here you uh, only knew what it was with mark saltvite <laughs> uh who has written a book this is so exciting you, i have you wrote a, a goddamn it's actually book. my third book but uh well yeah. yeah it's my first interesting book it's your first book about football <laughs> my first good book yeah and as crazy football fans of course yes. that's all that matters to us if you read only one book about Taoism and football this year i recommend the Tao of chip kelly that's the title of the yes, book. Yes, The Tao of Chip Kelly. Though it looks like The Tao of Chip That's, Kelly. That throws a lot of people. I it does. And when, uh, I was in Philadelphia for the book release and, and had amazing success getting on mainstream media, TV shows, and radio. And sports radio is a huge deal there. It's on the Angelo Cataldi show. He makes seven figures as a sports DJ. <laughs> Morning, drive time, seven figures. Yeah. I gotta start caring about sports. <laughs> yeah, really, huh? But, but you know, you don't want to get them mad at you either, you know, because they they're known to throw batteries at players they don't like. I mean, that's not even exaggeration. But uh, yeah, so uh, um, what was my point? I was uh, uh, back there doing media for. Oh yeah, and the people would often call it the Tao of Chip Kelly. Mm. And I didn't want to correct him because if someone's in a bookstore looking for it, Dow, they're going to look for the D mm. or like Dow Jones, uh, you know, right. and, and then they're not going to find it. If I say Tao, that may not be the proper Chinese pronunciation, but uh, they're going to find the book. So, right. Your listenership so good with that. is going to have well, an easier I, time. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like it works well for you if the person interviewing you is the one who mispronounces your book and you just don't exactly. make it. Exactly. Because like that way you don't and have to usually say. usually I didn't even correct them. You know, yeah, I just, just like, I just fly. let it go. Let it go. And if, if it, anybody calls you on it, like there's like, yeah, but you didn't. Why didn't you pronounce them? Don't you care about their truth? Well, like, oh, I totally did, but they had to cut right, it. And about yeah. half of them would go, is it Tao or is it Dao? And it's, well, I say Dao, but you know, these are Chinese words. All of us are mispronouncing. <laughs> None of us are really getting it right. I mean, we used to call Peking, we used to call Beijing Peking. How bad is that pronunciation, right? Westerners are not famed for their precise rendition of Chinese <laughs> sound, so they know what we're talking about. I love that this all works as a callback to the mispronunciation of words that we've. Oh, that's ever right. Read. Yeah, it's perfect. It's a that's river right. just running through the whole thing. It's, uh... <laughs> Right, it's just kind of a choose-your-own-adventure podcast right. where you can start with the mispronunciation thing and then lead into the uh, right. palindromes or lead into the book. There was actually a, a great phrase in Ovid, the Roman author, describing palindromes as like a river running back to its source, mm. which you just reminded me of. I'm one classical son of a bitch. You are. You, you are. Uh, Absolutely. I'm, uh, I'm Renaissance. It's, it's a cool image, though, a river a running backwards. Though. Well, it, 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 the letters for it aren't a palindrome, but it's a, and I can't do the Latin for you, but uh, I don't know Latin, but it's pronounced uh, Dao. <laughs> yeah, it's pronounced Dao exactly. <laughs> it's just a whole sentence, but it's just pronounced Dao. You're right. Yeah. In my pronunciation, right? It's Latin. You know. Other people it's, it's are kind of stuffy or like recurrence, curvinosum, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's actually pronounced Latin. It's a dead language, well, Ladino. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, sure. So yeah, okay. So 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 Chip Kelly, this guy, uh, yeah, coach of Oregon for four years, and before that, offensive coordinator for two years. Uh, he has. Let's put it this way: he's been a coach for four years. He's um, uh, just coming up on his first NFL game, but he's a college coach for four years. His record during that time was forty-six and seven. I don't know if you guys are football fans. The first like, number is wins. The yeah, second so number is losses. losses. Yeah, I'm, no I'm, ties. I'm, yeah. 46 and 7. Uh, his first year as a coach ever in his lifetime, he took a, an Oregon team that was not especially famous for being good and was ranked 11th in the nation. The next three years, they were ranked in the top five in the nation. And the offense in particular just exploded. Uh, you, you probably know, you know, like a standard football game, the score might be like 21 to 10 or 24 to 7 or something like that. His teams averaged over 48 points a game and also led college football in takeaways, interceptions and fumbles. Hmm. So other teams got a lot of yardage on them, but then they would often like drive the length of the field for five minutes 
get down to the 20, Oregon would intercept and score in 90 seconds. Like, okay, your turn. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a pretty astonishing team. Uh, They destroyed USC, which had dominated college football, had won something like five championships in 10 years for the nation, and he just dispatched them and just... uh, you know, just which is so sweet if you're a Pac-12 <laughs> football <laughs> fan. Um, but anyway, not only is he extremely successful as a football player, but he has a very interesting philosophy and management strategy. And so the book I wrote is really about his philosophy. Now, he's uh, one of the things he understood about college football is that you're as much an educator as you are a leader, uh, an organizer. And so he has a very novel uh, theory, a, a comprehensive program that I argue, uh, I, you know, I have no evidence that he has ever heard of Taoism, but his program is a near-perfect implementation of Taoist principles. And what I mean by that is he's totally against thinking. Hmm. Or to, uh, to be more properly, thinking is a very early stage of the process for him. His teams practice more, practice harder, run fewer plays. He has one of the simpler playbooks, even though the plays are kind of open-ended and modular and are hard to read and hard to define or pin down. Uh, But a a typical coach would have about 85, 80, 85 plays. He has about 40, 45. Hmm. And then he, his practices, there's almost no talking. He's just like, run the play, run the play, run the play, run the play. Okay, stop. Now run the play again. Um, He talks about... I don't know if you've uh, watched f- basketball games. Like at the end of a basketball game, I very often. I have never watched it. <laughs> really? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> no, I've seen a few. I've seen a few. <laughs> you know, arty people. So end of a basketball game, you often see the coach as a timeout. He's got a little whiteboard, and he's drawing up a diagram of a little play. Here's what you guys are going to go out and do with five seconds left. Chip Kelly's like, that's insane. You're going to teach them a new play on national TV with all the pressure, and they're supposed to go out and remember that? He's saying, I don't want these guys running a play in a crunch time situation unless they have literally run it a thousand times in practice. So it's very much like you think of like a, a Chinese martial arts guy. You've done it over and over again, so there's no thinking whatsoever. It's, it's purely reaction. Yeah, it's, it's purely muscle memory. Muscle memory. It's, yeah, it's just that because that is so much faster. And, and also, it's reliable. You're not going to forget it. You're not going to choke. Uh, you've done it a million times. So they run a hurry-up offense. They do not huddle. They just get up, (laughs) they run the play, they get up, they run it again, they get up, they run it again, which has a number of interesting advantages. Uh, Not only does it tire the other team out, where people are like literally hands on knees, (gasps) but a lot of times, uh, you know, teams have special packages, uh, or they analyze you, they substitute people, put it in. Can't do any of that against a Chip Kelly team. You're just like struggling to get back to the line of scrimmage. So it simplifies the defense as well as simplifying the offense. Now you're just down to execution. So he's all about execution, facts on the ground, results. And uh, so it, it's a fascinating style. I it's think. like it's like the being from Denver of being from somewhere other than Denver with the oh with the ele- altitude and the, and the yeah. elevation right yeah. yeah i mean the way i like to say it is he 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 works <laughs> that to almost that almost fell down so hard it's like being a kenyan runner right they always win at the olympics because they're trained right. at the high altitude right. yeah I, I i i write that uh he likes to unlevel the playing field you know, he has the courage to not be clever as a coach. The mistake a lot of coaches make is they want it to be a chess match. It's all ego for them. And the players are pawns that they're moving around. And I wrote this very clever play. And Chip's like, screw that. I just want my guys to be in better shape than yours and just run past you. Well, you're executing your better play. My guy's already in the end zone because <laughs> he's faster <laughs> than you. He recruits the fastest players. Uh, and now, I mean, at Oregon, he didn't have the opportunity to get the biggest players because Oregon's just not that big a program, and the the Southern teams in the SEC conference get all the big, fast players. So he had to kind of compensate. Now he's in the NFL; he's got the same budget anybody else's. So he's just uh, he had this great quote. He's he's a quote machine. That's one of the joys of writing the book about him. <laughs> but when he was out in uh, 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 Philadelphia, uh, a reporter asked a stupid question, as reporters are wont to do, and Chip does not suffer fools. Uh, so the guy said, uh, why do you want to draft tall, bigger people for your team? He's like, because <laughs> bigger people beat up little people. <laughs> that was literally what he said. So that's one of the chapters in my book. Bigger people beat up little people. 
<laughs> and it seems like common sense, but his predecessor at Philadelphia, Andy Reid, was a guy who took a lot of pride in his intelligence and thought he could outsmart everybody and draft people who were overlooked because they weren't as big. Oh, but they hustle. They got a high motor. All these you know phrases mm. people use to talk people into stuff. And, uh, you know, but in the long run, it's just not a winning strategy. And, and that's one of the things I like about Kelly. He has a, for a guy who has a ton of confidence, I mean, low self-esteem is not a problem for Chip Kelly, but he has very little ego. And that's a very unusual combination, mm. rock solid confidence and low ego. So it doesn't have to be about him. He doesn't care if it's a clever play. If he just has a faster guy who outruns you, Good enough. You know, we still win. If our guys are in better shape and you're sucking wind, uh, good. I'll take it. That, that'll work. Do you ever wonder if if uh, the whole coaching football really well thing uh, just sort of happened and he was really trying to just give good dietary advice? <laughs> Cod, yeah. It's a little-known secret. This is revealed in my book. His team diets on Cod. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll have uh, they, to buy the book to know how it's prepared, though. Yeah, right. That's right. <laughs> I had this. I, I had this moment earlier when I was thinking, "Oh, are you going to talk about Chip Kelly? I go check him out and then play uh, OSU." And then that's uh, no, the no, Eagles. that's good. And I was like, I was, I, I was totally going to open up with the right try. So Chip Kelly, this man's an ornithologist, is telling me more about this man who deals it with was ducks funny. and eagles. And you know, you forget how much of an accent people on the East Coast have. So, like, I, I write for a bunch of Eagles blogs now. In addition, I have a weekly column for fishduck.com, which is an Oregon blog, and I have the first non-Oregon focus, but it's Chip Kelly, Oregon's coach, who then left and went somewhere else. So I write a weekly column for them. But I also write for uh, Bleeding Green Nation and Eagles blog, and there's one called Eagles Blitz, because in Philadelphia, that's actually how you pronounce the name of their team, Eagles, and it's spelled <laughs> I-G-G-L-E-S. Love the Eagles, man. <laughs> you know, so I, I made a joke in my column in Fish Duck, which the, the team was kind of, they had a lot of talent, but they really underachieved. They were 4-12 and 12 last year. And that's why Andy Reid got fired. So I just called them the Philadelphia Egos, which seems like a pretty obvious joke to me. And everybody's like, you know, I actually really downplayed it because I really hate to be the guy who makes the same joke the 100th time. Sure, you know, sure. it's just my pride as a professional comic. And people are like, God, I never heard that. I'm like, are you kidding? <laughs> Nobody ever thought of the Philadelphia Egos? What is wrong with you people? But then it occurred to me, that's not how you pronounce the team. Right. You right. know, the Philadelphia Egos is not a, that doesn't mean anything. Right. Someone someone from Philly might have come up with like the, like, like, like uh, Philadelphia Iggy's kind of with like an yeah, Iggy, Iggy Pop, Pop thing or or more likely the they were Wiggles, like, the kids. Sure, uh, not the same group. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> you'll never Wiggles. find a more receptive audience to a cheap pun than Josh. Really, I, 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 I'm, uh, really? I'm, well, I'm your man. I, it's like we were talking about the guy doing writing the accidental palindrome, which isn't really how it went. But uh, no, I'm no, the, that's I'm really the how accidental it went. punster of all time. I make yeah. so many horrible puns <laughs> that that I, people point them out to me and they go, "Oh, you asshole!" And I'm like. <laughs> oh, I get it now. But I made it. I know? do that sometimes, and then I just run with it because at this point, I don't want to yeah. like, mess with people's expectations. Right? Okay. Exactly. Let's just no. let, let's, let's let's just both agree that I intentionally did that. Sure. Right. Okay. We'll ju- we'll know. just call you a uh, you know a wonderkind or uh, you know a, yeah, a rain I mean, man. Of I think of you've puns. just run. I think you've just run those plays so many times. Exactly. It's, 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 yeah. yeah. It's hey, there you it's, go. It's yeah. instinct. I actually, uh, if I'm feeling obnoxious, I'll throw some really bad puns into my comedy act. Uh, like I'll go, to punish the audience. Yeah, to pun. Oh, the God. Yeah, oh, right, God, right. it just happened. Uh, you can't avoid it. No, but really, I'll go, oh, you guys like puns? Well, I went camping last week. It was intense. Uh, oh. See, that reminds me of a, a, a joke that I like that's like a, a like, like, and I'm going to leave for a little while. I <laughs> Uh, so I, 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 I've never actually had an opportunity to use this in a place that makes sense. I think you just sort of have to use it like while opening up a speech you're giving, maybe uh-huh. or something, or maybe, maybe it only works on paper to as a something really that corny audience. Out loud. But yeah, just like <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm late. Uh, I'm a little unprepared. Uh, I was on my way over and I saw there was there was a fire at the circus and it was intense yeah. and you know it's like it's, <laughs> oh, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. basically what i'm saying is i like it better if there's the suggestion of dying clowns okay well is, I, I appreciate that though in comedy 
we might analyze that joke by saying, "Wow, that's a long way to go to get there." Oh, I like I like the I like the long way way round as oh, that song you? with the cups uh, says. Uh, song with the, 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 the cups. The cup song that says, "I've got a ticket for home." No, what was pretty is it? Nobody knows what song I'm talking I about. Do Never not. mind. Is it what? Spin Doctors? No, or something? no. This is a real. This recent thing. I, I don't think it's necessarily a brand new song. You know, it has a feel of something that could be like an older sort of, like you know, bluegrass cover coming out as a revival. But the, the video's got the girl doing that thing with the cups, like you do, flipping the cup over and tapping it in time and whatnot. And so, oh, oh, not yeah. not three card Monty. No, 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 no. Just <laughs> okay. single cup. It's just a, a time killer thing that you do, like you know, to it's like, like doing a, the ham bone or something. Yeah, except for you do it with a cup, and then the oh. whole video's got everybody in an entire diner doing it. It's kind of fun watching. My role is to explain what Josh is doing with his hands here, but I can't explain yeah. it. I'm yeah, he's moving my hands around. He's, just, yeah, he's I'm swiveling defying. one <laughs> around the other. The one is is turned. It's like, he, it's like the he other one is, is hovering in, in a uh, He's solving opposite a direction. Two foot it's like the one Rubik's goes cube, clockwise and the other goes counterclockwise. Yeah. Right? It's a little bit like rubbing your stomach and patting your head at the same time, but it's a in mess. the air with it's your a hands. Mess, really. It basically yeah. yes. So yeah, anyway, that's, that's I would a song sprain that something. Made, if I don't I even did remember that. how it's I got really, to this. I was trying to insert. No, I was trying to talk about As we say in comedy, it was a long way to go to get there. I did that's actually that that's a I don't have a shape for you, but I that's that's a that, that's a that's a a bit that I was thinking could be a fun thing to do on a episode of the show is like well, let's workshop a joke. Oh just, yeah, just like take a joke and someone can tell a joke and then we just okay. Well, we it. could do that. Do you want to try that? I have a sure. new bit. I'm, go, I'm uh, doing some comedy shows in Richland over the weekend. So here's the 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 new concept for a joke. And yes. uh, uh, I'm not going to have time to get to an open mic tonight, so this will be the Here perfect opportunity yeah. of an audience of two. So yeah, it's about the joke the right was size I was listening mic. to the old song. I think it's Kiss. Which is a I wanna rock and roll all night and party every day. And I'm thinking like, what a douchebag that guy, right? I mean, would you really want to be his friend? Is like, uh, uh, you know, uh, knock knock. Uh, who is it, man? It's early. It's me. It's time. It's let's party it's every day, man. Come on, like Katie Kirk's on. Let's do some shots. I don't know. Okay, nothing. I'm getting yeah, nothing. Yeah, All yeah, right, yeah. yeah no. I don't know. Who parties during the day? I like it's Katie like Couric's on. Are... Let's do some shots just as a standalone <laughs> yeah. joke. Really? Yeah, no, 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 I feel people, like... it's daylight. I don't want to party. <laughs> it's just like, and you call the guy, hey, man, it's 10 o'clock. Let's go out. Nah, I'm going to rock and roll all night. Uh, what are you doing tomorrow morning? I know. I, I, I like the premise. I, 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 yeah. like, I, like, I like the idea here. I feel like, I, for one thing, I think you need to stick the landing on Kiss, and it is Kiss, I believe. But Good. the thing That's is, important. we shouldn't be saying I believe. That's just fucking dead weight right there. <laughs> it is kiss. Hit, yeah, hit, yeah. Just Google that shit. Yeah, kiss, yeah, right, right, and right. That, and then when you like shows, do your homework, like, Salt like, 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 like drop it as like Ace Freely shows up. You know, you know name, one right. of the, name one of the guys that people have actually ever right, heard right. of. Ace Freely. You just really got to act it yeah. out with the tongue and the face well, but, makeup. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, you know. <laughs> you get ready to go to work. Yeah, he grabs you by the face and starts just drawing. Exactly. Uh, it's eight fifteen. <laughs> I believe I believe in this idea. I, I feel like I feel yeah. like the material is all there. Just yeah, you know, just yeah. Needs, so needs... The, the acting out and the yeah, yeah. The, the specific one liners. I like the Katie Kirk. Let's do yeah. some shots, man. <laughs> Katie Kirk shot party. <laughs> It's it's a it's a it's a it's a nice little uh, yeah it's a strong. Uh, you want to go to bar? No, nah, they're not open. Uh, you want to go to coffee shop? Party! <laughs> well, I want to. I need it. a catchphrase. I need a recurring thing. You know, it's like party. I gotta look up old Kiss videos. You can bring it up again like, at the end of a skit as a callback. Well, to yeah, close two out. or three yeah. times, even in the same skit, and then yeah, then bring it back later. Yeah. yeah. You know, I actually use that that intense joke as a callback joke in yeah. my life yeah, yeah. I, I i would tell it as a um, what do you mean that's not original to me n- everyone no. on earth has done the intense joke well at least at least the three of us <laughs> i think the three of us literally right. okay you might a, be the only two other people the on troika of the intense <laughs> joke but I, I would tell i would tell it as a um you know hey there did you hear there's a fire at the circus it was intense right and then like Yours two, is circus too. Two or Not three. only do you both have intense jokes, but they're both circus themed intense jokes. His, his That's little, where I'm original. Yeah. See, was, mine has no circus content whatsoever. I think that might just be where you're out of the loop. You're like the guy who shows up with a car with two wheels, and you're like, oh no, it's. It sparks a little in the back, but the front part's really as good. As long as you don't have yeah. to turn. But then, like two or three months later, you tell it again like you forgot that you ever told it. 
and you say like, "Hey, did you hear there was a fire at the circus?" And when they start like nodding their head knowingly, like, "Oh shit, he forgot." <laughs> yeah, he yeah, yeah. You just say, "Lots of clowns died." <laughs> <laughs> but it's a long form joke right, that way. Right. Yeah, that's, that's, and I, no, I, I kind of accidentally stumbled across that, that version. It, of I, that I'm thing. a parent, and one of the sweetest things I had with uh, my older daughter was we had that for she was reading a series of books that had owl characters, <laughs> and uh, you know both my daughters love to tell me the stories of the books they're reading, and so. A couple times a day, she'd come up and start telling me about a character in the Owl series of books. And I'd go, who? <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, and then finally she got it. And then, then the whole game became, how long do I have to wait before doing it again? Before, before she forget. won't notice yeah. that, you know, <laughs> it, which was a really amazing rhythm thing. And so usually it was two days, two and a half days. You know, and then she'd start to tell me to go. Oh, dude. <laughs> we've got this. We've got this sign uh, down the street uh, at like the local Eagles. They just put up this big uh, sign thing. It's brand new underneath their normal sign, and it says in big white letters on a red background, "What's happening?" And then underneath, there's like a gen, uh, an area where they can put up specific like event banners. So like, what's happening? You know, bingo. It's a and picture Sunday night. of Jimmy Boom Boom or Jimmy Dynamite. Walker. <laughs> yeah, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the thing is... Because like, that's what the Eagles, that's how they roll. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a lot of the time, they don't have anything up for the event, and so it just says, what's happening? And, and, and nothing. Mo- and we'll be driving and we'll be driving down the street going somewhere. <laughs> we just got in the car. I'm driving down the street, and my wife is like, what's happening? And I'm like, I don't... What? I'm looking around. I'm trying to figure out if there's like a cop, if, if someone's like in the street. The car's streets. on fire. And it yeah. takes me like 10 fucking seconds. And I'm just like, oh, right, the sign. Yeah, the sign. And I swear to God, like 10 Ten times I finally oh, that's nice. you know so now if I see it I try and jump on it and right. I'm like hey what's happening but right. she's so used to pulling this on me that like you know she's like yeah the sign timing she's just waiting yeah she's uh, yeah she's she's, she's gonna get a lot of mileage out of you. that I think yeah no those are great I love those kind of jokes <laughs> yeah, well I want to do I want to do one quick thing and then we'll wrap up here because we're coming yeah. up on the hour uh, there's a game uh, that I think I think there's some sort of BBC radio predecessor for this basic idea but this is a game about bullshitting uh, that was uh, proposed by a guy named Zach Weiner. Hmm. I, I think it's Weiner. Uh, maybe it's Weiner, but it's probably probably Weiner. We have just mispronounced everything. There's so no good far. ways yeah. to go with that name. Zach Warner. Weiner. Uh, be- I would be- say Weiner. Better I known, was... I think, as the guy who does the uh, webcomic uh, Saturday morning breakfast cereal or SMBC. Mm, don't know that one. Uh, it's, it's good stuff. You might enjoy it. It's, uh, it's, I just it's... heard about Axe Cop on the radio. Oh, that's, that's, that's amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Axe that Cop. really great. Uh, Google Axe Cop. Just stop listening to this and Google Axe Cop. Uh, but yes, he, he proposed this game uh, called Professor Liar, uh, huh. which is a game about uh, pretending to know anything. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, it's a common improv game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, th- yeah, I think it's Mr. like... Mr. Know-it-all. Yeah, yeah. I don't so think- one word at a time is usually how they play it, right? You know how that goes? I don't know how that goes. So you ask a question. We could do it right here. So you ask a question, and then uh, each person says one word. The next person says the next word of the sentence, and you go around ah. and you riff off of each other. Yeah, I didn't know it by name, but I know the idea. No, this is this There's is several this, names for this, it. This is this is this is more of a, a, a continued performance act by one person. Oh, okay. Uh, the idea here is you're going to be an expert on something. Oh, okay, and, and great. You roll a couple of dice. This is like Duck's Breath Mystery Theater, right? Maybe Mister Science. He's not a real scientist, but he has a master's degree in science. Yes, I I have heard that. I don't remember when the last time I heard it was, but yeah, I think I, 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 I think yeah, that same it's basic, probably in the 80s. Th- that same basic thing. So the idea is is whoever Professor Liar is are going to get their random topic, and then they have 90 seconds where they need to uh, uh, cover this subject and answer questions coming in, and you need to not Great. pause. So right. you, you know, don't stall out, don't right. don't delay out, right? Uh, don't laugh. Uh, don't contradict yourself. You're going to put me on the spot. Aren't oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. You are. You are. You are I totally doing this. I see where you're going with this. Uh, don't, probably don't repeat yourself. Is probably don't repeat yeah, yeah, yourself. Yeah, don't repeat yeah. yourself. Don't contradict yourself. Basically, you know, if if we how get about a chance, if I go uh 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 uh? That's Stalin. That no, yeah, no? No, it doesn't count. That that that's Stalin. That's you know, <laughs> you may be technically talking, but no, we'll let we'll let stray speaking in tongues pop that, in there. But uh, yeah. beatboxing might be acceptable depending <laughs> on the topic. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, if you can defend it uh, yeah. academically. So, right. so, so I need a couple numbers from you. Two numbers between one and a hundred, and I'll tell you what your okay. topic is. Thirty-seven and four. Thirty-seven and four. And Jesse, can you get a timer ready for ninety seconds? Oh yeah, seconds? if you give me just a second, yeah. I can. So thirty-seven and four. Thirty-seven. Oh 
God, uh, feedback uh, in the mic. I wonder if that's going to be on. It's a phone, I think. <laughs> Are you? Did anybody we... drop their phone? My old phone did that after I dropped it, and there was a large crack it's, in the it's back. It's something about the something about the antenna. It's like an age-old oh, really? thing. Yeah, there's, there's something. It just it, it interacts with with stuff. Well, let me go. So thirty-seven and four. They always did that. Singular was really famous for that, and then AT and T subsumed singular. Uh. Is that a correct usage of the word subsumed? Sure. Is subsumed yeah, a sure word? First of all, yeah, subsumed yeah. is an excellent word. Okay. Are you sure it's not kingular? This, this is a special case. I'm going to need another number. I've only number. read that word. Another number between 1 and 100. Uh, 62. Oh, you, it was too easy, and you're making it no, harder. No, 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 no. Right? No. It's, no, no, I'm not. Uh, oh, you 62. Need a number. All right. 60, okay. Dolphins, male. It came up palindromes, and you were like, no, I'm not giving him that one. <laughs> no, no, it's just this one has a rare two spaces that I need to fill. Okay. So, so is our this dolphins, Mad actually, just adult males is is the adult subject. male humans. So, uh, yeah, you're the professor. You. Uh, you tell okay, me. Okay. You are a professor who can definitively answer the question: Are dolphins actually just adult humans? Uh, adult humans or adult males makes a difference. Uh, you're adult, changing your story. Uh, oh, adult males. Adult males. I'm sorry. Okay. You, you threw me off. Okay. Adult, Wait, say, are, say the topic one more time because I was sucked into trying to figure out how to start a timer on my phone. We've got our shit figured out. The topic uh, that Professor Saltvite is going to talk to us today about is uh, are dolphins just adult males? Uh, sure. Professor Saltvite, Yes. Thank you for asking. Dolphins are indeed just adult males. They're the only species known on Earth that has a differentiation into males and females and yet does not have any females, which raises an interesting existential philosophical issue that we don't have time to now, go now into to today. clarify, the, yes. the, uh, uh, dolphins are adult males? They're distinctly males male. Are, they have male genitalia. So do they they start do not as, have uteri or womb. They do not produce milk. They do not bear young. They produce seeds, do they start and yet there as, are no females. They are under, all males. Yeah, no, I, I understand. That, that much is obviously clear, but, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, watch it. Uh, child males. So, so, so dolphins begin as there, what? There Homo are no child males. No, they, be, they are born oh, as born adult adults. males. You know I how see. Athena sprang from the head of Zeus, fully formed? Well, in a counterbalance, they spring from the head of Athena and are formally... Fully born as so, adult male so, so dolphins. dolphins they're, 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 they are native to Greece? Uh, well, Athena is on the god level and is not temporally or geographically located, but uh, culturally the they're but, Greek. But the dolphins... They are Greek. They, they love uh, tzatziki and uh, they like dancing and they like grappa. Do they, do, so, well, who what, does not? What I want to know is if that's how they reproduce, then what's the purpose of having male genitalia? Which I That is one of the enduring mysteries of life. You oh, would have sure. to ask Athena about it, but she is also the goddess of warfare, so I'm going to let you handle that one. She <laughs> so, can be a little touchy by definition, from time to time. Then, I'm just not going there. Dolphins uh, only gay porn? <laughs> I believe no, he just lost no the game. At all. No, you, I believe, you, you got me to laugh. Was it 90 seconds? Because he, he, he beat oh, 90. Oh, yeah. it was over it was time over. already. Yeah. There, there we go. Right. It, that was, it was such a, by the bell. It was such a fruitful conversation. I didn't want to cut it off. I was on the ropes. Uh, I, I, this, it's proposed as 90 seconds, and I was I, every time I've played this, which is not very many times, but still, I always feel like 90 seconds is almost, It's you can't even really get into a groove and really fuck with someone inside of 90 sure. seconds. There's too much you know, opening. you got to work on your game. It's practice, practice. See, you're still thinking in your head. I got to relax. Relentless practicing, fewer plays, more practicing. It's got to be muscle memory. Yeah, you got to get in the Dow of Zach Weiner. Yeah, when you're, when you're uh, talking yes. about dolphin dicks, you don't want to cut it off. <laughs> it's, it's true. Uh, don't be uh, circumspect about... Uh, it's a good no, attempt. Yeah, it's a little bit of a stretch, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, not after One you've been I... circumspect. After that, it's... Nothing to work with at all. One thing you should that you gotta love about Josh is that he swings at every pitch. It's true. Yes. Every, it's every true. Pitch. It's I, wonderful. Right. No case he had that here. I am I am the I'm the I'm the seven year old at his first should, little should game. Should come with a knuckleball. Are am, you guys baseball fans at all? Here's what I understand about the knuckleball. If it's so crazy and hard to control, why doesn't everybody just look at all four pitches and wait for walks? Is it so slow that it's just so tempting? It's like, oh god, I could nail that one. Oh, I could. Oh, it whiffed me again. I think it's just it's, you, you get so used to trying to read a pitch because you got to read it fast that it right. just fucks with your whole flow. So it's I like, think you know, you know it, it's like uh, uh, the uh, the knuckleball is the professional baseball equivalent of your like four year old throwing a pitch. 
and yet, like you it just somehow works. Yeah, it's like it's, I know it's, it's brilliant. You know, it's, I'm it's, fascinated. It takes you completely out of the the. Yeah, I know, but it just seems to me a lot of the strategy would just be like put the bat on your shoulder and just sit there and look at it and go, throw him. You know, <laughs> I'm not even going to try. I think at that point be they the just anti Josh. Yeah, but then they just then they just switch up to a like straight down the middle fastball. Well, but you, you can see it right because yeah. there's a special hold, so you can see if a guy's throwing a knuckleball. And then if he goes back into the regular thing, then you square up. Yeah, but I, I think, I think, I think someone would just get like everybody would get good at reverting. There must quick. be a reason, or they would yeah. do it, right? Yeah. There's enough knuckleballers exactly. out so. there. We're, we're not talking about the medical condition, are we? <laughs> Knuckleball, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your hands well, in your pants I'll, I'll too be, much, I'm you lost. get knuckleball, right? Is that what <laughs> well, I think that's all we have time for. Then, uh, <laughs> on that note, I wanna, I wanna. <laughs> Thank you, Mark, for coming along. I want to and- apologize to all the listeners. <laughs> we anybody, should have done that at the beginning. Anybody who thought we were going to get out without some sort of uh, knuckle slash testicle <laughs> reference, yeah. you, we broke your heart right. at the last minute. Uh, the Dow of Chip Kelly. Somebody you've got that punch uh, you in the dick. Available on the on internet, internet, in some bookstores, things like it's that. It's at Pals at all the Oregon Ducks bookstores. It's on Amazon. The best place, of course, is chipkelly.tv because I get the highest royalty. Yeah, so go to Chip Kelly there. TV or Google if you can't remember. Dot TV, yeah. Uh, so thanks so much for coming out. Jesse, oh, I feel like, I, I feel like uh, this went okay. I, f- I think it did too. I, I, I honestly, just to be totally straight, I think I, I can't think of a better first guest than Mark, just because he's so effusive and wonderful to talk oh. to. I really appreciate you being here. Plus, then you've got that out of the way, right? Yeah, yeah and we right. never have to have never have to do cloud. that again. Yeah. If yeah. we can survive this, we can survive anything. I'm I'm ha- I'm honored to be the first pancake of your broad of your podcast, the one that never comes out right yes. that you throw away first yes. under the bus. Yeah. Either too dark or too light. Yeah, like spots <laughs> on it, not that even. The one that makes everybody really excited for whatever comes after. Well, I, I think really if you're the cook, uh, with all graciousness, you should just eat the first pancake and pretend it never happened. Seems like a smart move. That's kind of a weird analogy with you guys and me here in your basement. <laughs> Let's just forget I said that. You're never leaving this basement, by the way. All right. Well, thanks so much, and uh, we'll see you next time once we figure out how this whole thing works, because we're still wildly improvising, because that's how we uh, roll at the crapshoot. Don't lie. We all have scripts. <laughs> no, that, that was, that's, you, you jumped a line. Oh, sorry. Line. Right, right, right. What are we going to do with this guy? <laughs> Good night, everybody. Uh-huh.